0: is an American author and observer of human nature. Since her childhood in Mumbai, India, she has embarked on a journey of creative exploration. Her poems have appeared in literary journals, regional anthologies, and numerous poetry collections since 2015. Aruna is part of the thriving southern literary community. She lives with her loving family including her husband and young daughter in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Aruna, I really wish to thank you for joining us for the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast, and I want to congratulate you on your recently published book of poetry, Down the Grassy Isles, published by Kelsey Books. This makes how many books of poetry?
1: Um, Well, this makes six books of poetry other than the one nonfiction book, so... um a total of seven books. Thank you, Lisa, for um, offering your time here to talk to me.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I have known Aruna um, for, since she published the book, Puppet Dolls, back in 2018. And I, you know, I'm aware that you came into poetry not that many years ago, and that you're also a writer of other genres. Can you please share about the path which led you to poetry?
1: Well, after spending almost a decade uh, working in research, medical research labs, one fine morning, I decided to take the poetic path and start writing poems. So I um, quickly published my first book, and then there was no looking back. And since about 2016, uh, I have been writing poetry.
0: Okay, wonderful. I was talking to um, Marcella Ramon when I did an interview with her and she was talking about how um, researchers often make some of the best poets because they look at things so closely. And I thought about you when she said that because of your background and doing so much research in in the medical field. And and so you are a natural to come into this poetry, and poetic life. Now, as a woman, Uh, I think that's a good
1: uh, uh, observation. In fact, research and medical research does entail a lot of attention to detail and paying attention to little, little things. And so that, I believe, has helped me to develop the imagery of uh, in my poems and. Uh, but I never thought that I would make that connection between research and poetry, but thinking back and mentioning the example you're talking about, it does make a lot of sense that people who look at things closely, um, may also, uh, be good poets because they're prone to describing situations and, um, and make analogies and use metaphor better.
0: Yes, it makes perfect sense to me. Now, as a woman from the culture of India, what effect does your heritage have on your writings? Well, from time to time,
1: I have written about my life in India in my poems and how that has impacted me to keep going uh you know uh be resilient be strong and so these are some of the things in fact in Down the Grassy Isles my new book um the title poem Down the Grassy Isles is an account of when I went walking with my dad in the mornings in the grassy isles of Kolaba Bombay uh now called Mumbai and um so such sort of narrative uh, extractions from my past can can only come from India uh, because I grew up uh pretty much half of my life uh I've spent there. And so I still use and even one of the other poems that um has a has a reference to India is um um One second, let me look that up. Those were the rainy days. It reflects on my experience as a child during the monsoons of Mumbai and so on and so forth. So it's mainly a reference point from which I develop my poems and verses and carry them forward.
0: Okay, thank you. And what is it that you'd want to share about the meaning of your poetry? You know, What are the intentions you desire from your work?
1: Well, I would love for people to appreciate the beauty of nature, um, what it teaches us to observe nature and to immerse ourselves in nature. Um, as much as I... My long term goals are are to for peaceful change to happen in the world, so a lot of my poetry reflects on positivity of life and the richness of life surrounding that um, so definitely that will be one of the um, one of the key points of my poems. Okay.
0: And what are your future plans for your poetry life? Like, are you working on another book?
1: Well, um, I have manuscripts collected for two more poetry collections. One of them is a manuscript of Sestina's. Um, I spent the last uh, three months or so writing up a book of Sestina's from start to scratch, I mean, from scratch to the end, and I have that ready. Um, A few of them have been accepted by journals, and I've been sharing that on my Facebook page, Um, as well as another uh, collection of prose poems. Down the Grassy Isles is a collection of prose poems. This would sort of be a continuation of Down the Grassy Isles, also a prose poem
0: book. Stay tuned for more of Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Could you please share um, some of your poems from your book that you may have selected for today? Oh, I'll be happy to do that.
1: Um, The first one is Poetry at the Port. One Sunday in the December weeks of spring, we gather like geese at the pond. We gather at our port amidst the charm and stacked hay. Green splendor swaying, drooping from the sky. We listen and soak in poems as the rain soaks us in merry glory. My voice, still and sanguine, sings of the pigeons, the ponte Viqueo crumbling from the laughter of lovers passing by my mental piano going allegro for a thousand miles. Gladly, I'm interrupted by the knocks of my five going on six little charmer and the sighs of the spectators as though gently moving the unseen curtains. Shall I say
0: simplicity
1: beckons?
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you.
1: The next one, uh, should I keep going or um, go right ahead?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just have a couple more to share. Mm-hmm. The dance, the twinkle of hazel eyes entwining her in the mystery, bronze skin like a fresh ooze on the palate, curls capturing every bit of swinging romance, a reason to shed the inhibitions and shake the hips, saying hello. They dance with ecstatic flow, dousing the unseen reverberations, sparking a glow in the dark. Her lavender skirt twirls and lifts just a bit, exposing her ravishing skin. He bends her in a quintessential dip. Earrings dangle, hearing the secrets in the air, Spreading the sweet rapture onto his kind face, the jive comes alive when the sensual bodies of the dancing duo evanes into a flame.
0: Wow, that's breathtaking.
1: Thank you. The dry magnolia leaves. O old withered leaves of the forlorn magnolia, you lie on a bed under the tree. A lifelong of oily olive, you brighten a passerby's glance. Your debris asks for attention. She cups her little palms and skirts a few dry leaves, showering them on our art table. Mama, let's paint these. Then picks a brush, dips it in her favorite yellow and scarlet, and strokes as though many, many miles. She rounds off in yellow, completing the circle, drawing the sun. The sun shines, the colors blend, the curves and shapes send messages of the world of unknown. Messages to the world of unknown. Seamless connections flow in a rainbow and dry magnolia leaves recover and rejoice. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Now, as a as a parent of a young child, um, do you see um, your your daughter picking up the the poetry quill and doing any writing with poetry? Ah, uh, well,
1: she she has written some stuff, and I've saved it under her name in my computer. And uh, she has, uh, uh, she picks up on the, on my poetry cues and asks questions like, Mama, will you have an interview today? I wish you luck. And, you know, little, little things that sort of, you don't have to dive in the world of poetry when you're six or seven years old. But just the ambience that is created to her, she picks up from that and perhaps gets inspired.
0: Well, I wonder if I would not be surprised to see her applying poetry, you know, in some way, you know, throughout her life, she certainly has a, a positive role model for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And I, I'm not going to push her to write poems. You know, you hear about people who are in a certain field wanting to develop their child to go in that field further. And uh, to I, I'm not going to, I'm just going to let it be free flow and whatever she picks on, whatever she likes, she can do in life. And, uh, you know, certainly there will be encouragement from her daddy and mommy. and uh, and uh, so, if she wants to write poetry, that's great. But if she wants to do something else, that's great too.
0: Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to share?
1: Just that you know, I I would like to say that I have matured a great deal in my poems since what I wrote beginning in 2016, and this. Um, Maturity has come with a basic understanding of poetry from my side. It's not like something just sat on my head and I started writing poems. Mm -hmm. I went back to the training I had as a middle school student in India. And I had learned about metaphors and analogies and similes and that type of stuff back then But I sort of lost the poetry thread thereafter, because I chose to study science in school and college and later on in grad school. So I picked on the poetry thread back after spending, like I said, a decade or so in medical labs, and studying the human mind and uh, working on cancer cells. And so very hardcore. And I think innately that developed my poetry skills like you mentioned in the beginning of the interview and I feel like I have come a long way but back when I started writing poems um for something more than a hobby it was more it had become a passion by then and that was when um Back in 2016, I started working out these poems and I told myself, okay, what is a poem? It's a lot of emotion, it's description to detail, and then it is also using one object to represent something else. That's a metaphor. And so I started writing poems. I did not go to any uh, workshops. I didn't, you know, um, I didn't... um, apply or to uh, or send my poems off to journals i just started writing poems and one came after the other and each book is a few steps if not a few hundred steps outside or uh, or of development from the previous book of mine and i can happily say that i am proud of myself to have taken this journey and gone Forth because some of the greatest poets of North Carolina have come to me and told me that I write good poetry, and it all came from me. Um, of course, there have there has been support from my poetry friends, and that's a great deal for me. It's uh, and uh, I think that's that's the one thing I might have added uh, to our talk to our chat.
0: Okay, thank you. Well, I want to thank you for being with us and may all your words be kissed with the gentleness of a butterfly and the strength of the beautiful elephant. You have a wonderful day.
1: And thank you so much, Lisa, for always helping me um in the in the process of writing my poetry, in the process of making myself available to the world. Um just you're so generous and so kind, I can't um, hope for anything more than what I have. Thank you.
0: Thank you. you have a wonderful day. Hope you enjoyed the prolific pulse poetry podcast if you wish to keep up go to prolific pulse blog and follow and you can view more poetry and prolific ideas